Welcome to Paper Money, the podcast covering the business side of the game industry. I'm Ben Clark. And I'm Rhett Kipp. Today is December 7th, 2012. Wow, a day that will live in infamy, That's Mark right. 760-something? Uh, I think it's 71. 71. 71 years since Pearl Harbor. So, But it hasn't been, it's only felt that long since we've recorded our last podcast. It only has felt that long. It really hasn't been quite that long, perhaps only 40 years. Yes. Rhett, were you just attacked by your chair? Yeah, it's a squeaky chair. I guess so. Rhett has a squeaky chair this week, folks. That's a new addition to the podcast. podcast. That's right. So, squeaky the chair. That's not just clever Foley work. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I apologize to everyone that it's been so long since we've recorded a show. Uh, basically, we Rhett and I got back from Gen Con. We had all these great plans, and uh, real life came and squashed us like bugs in terms oh, yeah. of what yeah, we wanted to do with the It reared its ugly head. It was, it was a nightmare for a while. Yes. But... I have been busy, unlike you, uh, well, at least as far as the industry is concerned. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been busy in the industry. Uh, I've been very busy, but not in the industry. I did coach the uh, middle school soccer team to a 9-1-2 and two record, thank you very much, among other things I did this fall. Uh, but I have not. Uh, I still have games I bought at Gen Con that I, I, I think I've unshrunk wrapped them. That's, that's good. I have lots of games that I've been playing <laughs> since Gen Con. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, things are good. So, shall we start by talking about Gen Con? Well, let's, yeah, let's, uh, well, yeah, let's do that, actually. Uh, Gen Con uh, it set uh, huge attendance numbers. Um, yeah, it was very obvious. It was tree, tree busy. Um, I, I've never seen Gen Con as busy. I know that speaking to all the different manufacturers that I know, um, we were all, you know, just amazed uh gen con actually extended my my game hours by four hours unexpectedly and uh i got to thank my staff for you know stepping up and handling it uh diligently and uh we were still turning people away yeah it was uh i want to say uh, the number that pops on my head was like almost 20 percent in terms of uh, i believe uh, it was like really that. close 18 point some percent i yeah, think it was, was the actual huge, number huge but, huge yeah, increase it's close enough for government work exactly and so so that was that was good news um and then the next big show that you went to was uh that would have been the uh the, the alliance, alliance open house yeah in and glorious fort wayne indiana i will not comment on on Fort Wayne, Indiana. Other than to say, folks, if you haven't been there, glorious is used ironically. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Suffice there, to say, there are apparently things to do in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I, I heard they just got their first ethnic restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to get hate mail from. I'm Fort not Wayne. going down that path. Suffice to say, uh, how was it? Uh, we we didn't really get a chance to talk about that show, and it is now for those of you who don't know, Alliance Distributors, which is the the really the biggest uh, of the hobby distributors, has their headquarters and their main distribution hub in Fort Wayne. Actually, it's just their main distribution hub. Their headquarters is in Baltimore. Oh, the old Armory. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, so, anyways, their main distribution hub is in Fort Wayne. And they invite all the retailers in. They invite a bunch of manufacturers in. And basically, it's sort of like an in-house gamma trade show. Yeah, very much. So how did it go? It went really, really well. Um, you know, spoke to a lot of people, got to show off a lot of our products, uh, make sure everybody knew it. Uh, it was really nice because we had finally launched Leviathans. Yay! 
And uh, we were just about to put out our uh, first expansions for those. So people were having the opportunity to see that. Um, and it was an amazing show. Um, it always is, though. And then lots of post-game-related stuff. From what I understand, the seminars were really good and very informative. Um, you know, as a as a manufacturer, I don't get to attend other manufacturers' show, uh, you know, meetings or uh, – Mm-hmm. You know, some of the cool dinners and stuff like that. But I'm good with that. They still give us reports. Well, now, um, what was the what was the general feel? Was everybody excited going into the Christmas season? Was everybody happy with what had come out at Gen Con? What was the, what was the overall? It was very positive. I mean, okay. everybody was pretty happy about what had come out. They were excited by what was coming out. Um, you know, there were a few things that had people on edge. The... Uh, the new Star Wars uh, miniature game that Fantasy Flight released really had everybody excited and still does. And uh, it had it was very new at the show, and they were showing off all the new uh, minis that were coming out for Christmas that unfortunately missed the window and won't come out until early next year. But uh, they're they're spectacular. Um, as a matter of fact, I think their Millennium Falcon is the best painted Millennium Falcon I have seen by anybody. Um, you know, in the in the toy game industry, that's an unsolicited uh, endorsement, folks. That's, I mean, yeah, uh, Rhett I really, mean, Rhett really if thinks you, that. If you if you're a retailer and you're not carrying this line, you should be. <laughs> well, yeah, well, honestly, with the Star Wars name on it, yeah, everyone everything's going right with that. Oh, good. But anyway, um, as I said, the, the show was very positive. People were excited to see us. Um, I got you know I got lucky because we uh, had our own booth, and then. Um, PSI, who is our representative, also had a booth there, and PSI brought my product, and I had my product, so everybody got hit double time from me, so it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Now then, you just got back right after, because, well, not just, uh, but the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, we've always had a problem in that we we could never get to BGG.com, and this time you went in your other capacity. So how was BGG.com? That was the first time either of us has really gone to that show. Uh, BGGeek.com is amazing um, for a small-ish convention. Um, it it was just phenomenal. It was really good buzz. Um, this is the first time that they've actually had exhibitors there. Uh, the hall was really well done. As a matter of fact, what I will say about this convention is they did everything right, um, even more so in spades than anybody else has ever done, in my opinion. Um, they managed to, we were stuck in the most obscure corner because we called in like 10 minutes before the show to say we're, we're going to attend. Um, so not disappointed by our placement, you know, based on our reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody still came and saw us. They all fought, they, everybody went through the whole hall. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, they have this enormous games library, which just was staggering. Um, makes my own collection look, look plain and simple. Um, it kind of felt like being in Darwin Bromley's basement. Oh, wow. Um, Although if you've ever seen the pictures that Mike Gray carries of his basement, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is, this was truly, you know, just one of those really cool things that was available so they could check out games and play games throughout the hall, um, all, all the time. It's a five day convention. So actually it really threw us off. Um, you know, we were there Sunday and then we were on Sunday day too. Uh, because you know we normally do four day conventions, right? Uh, it, it had our personal schedules kind of 
off. But, um, yeah, I mean, they did some really nice things. It was out at the airport, but they provided a shuttle service. I believe Rio Grande paid for that, which was pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, got us downtown so that people could go downtown if they wanted to, if they didn't want a game or, you know, you know, significant others were doing stuff downtown while you were playing games, all that kind of nice stuff. Um, Dallas is interesting. Um, I haven't been there for 30 years, and uh, it's quite different than I remember it. It's uh, Well, let's not go into Dallas, but yes. We'll go into Dallas, but BGGCon, just terrific. If you're you're a a player uh, and board game stuff is your your thing, go there. Well, now, the the other show that weekend is Tag IE. Right. And I saw some pictures of what Mayfair had spread out. And Mayfair, Mayfair had not, even though they were a Chicago company, hadn't really attended uh, the Toy and Game uh, Expo in in uh, in Chicago, right? I mean, it's right there on Navy Pier, and, and they're out in Skokie, but it just hadn't been big enough, and the audience hadn't been quite right. They went in great guns this yeah. year, and uh, it looks like they had some really great stuff. They had, like, uh, a giant Catan not giant Catan like you see at Gen Con with the, you know, with the 3D train, but it was like a kid's like thing on the floor with big hexes and stuff like that. It was just, it was really great, which is perfect for yeah, the toy actually, and game. Um, I know the person who yeah. runs all that stuff for them and they have three of those. Um, they have settlers, they have settlers because it's not Catan, it's settlers, by the way. Sorry. Um, Suffice to say, uh, it was, it was perfect because you get a, a ton of children, um, at the Toy and Game Expo for the toy stuff. And it was really great that they found a way to bridge the gap between settlers uh, and, you know, and the little kids who were there who just wanted to, you know, try stuff out. So that uh, that looks like that show was going, went off really well. Uh, now we come right out of those shows into Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Black Friday, and in particular for game stores, Saturday, the Saturday after Black Friday in the States has become known as Small Business Saturday. Small Business Saturday, yeah, right. It's, it's, we have three a, of them, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. Exactly. So, and it, and it looks like... <laughs> Apparently, Americans like to consume. Yeah, or more to the point, Americans like to be told to consume. Uh, the But anyways, and I was talking to um, you or Rich over at uh, Games Plus, and it sounds like sales were up for, or at least good, for uh, after Thanksgiving. Yes, they were. Um they, they post the well Thanksgiving post Thanksgiving stuff definitely up, um, but as typical, you know, everybody and their brothers got new product out there. Um, you know, we're seeing though the grandpas and grandmas and moms and dads and all the people who only come in once a year coming in once a year. Um, so they were there. Good, good. And the the thing I want to point out too is that, and we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating this time of year. Fourth quarter sales between. Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're a very huge bump for any retail operation. But in the hobby industry, it's not make or break. There are other big spikes in the year, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, it's it's definitely an upsell season, but yeah, there's always been a debate depending on the store whether your third quarter post major summer show bump is better or your fourth quarter Christmas bump is better. 
Yeah. Um, you know, both of those are really good. Right. You're beginning of September back to school, bought the stuff that just came out at Gen Con and Origins bump versus the, the Christmas bump. And, but both of those are extremely important to the hobby industry. So I don't want to focus everything on Christmas season, but it's sounds like things are doing pretty well. Yeah, and you know, we're well, we're certainly going to hear back from everybody's industries at the end of the year, you know, do our standard reports of how everybody else is faring. Um, it'll be interesting to hear Hasbro's report, Mattel's report to see how they fared um with their game lines. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how the electronics industry fares with its game lines. Well, by uh, this, this yeah. is a big year for the electronics industry. Well, you know, as I, I I haven't heard what I would say an enough buzz on the Wii U in terms of the electronics industry. I, it sounds like it's come out, but it's kind of like a eh. Yeah, I think the platform sales are going to be flat again. I mean, they're obviously going to be a spike because the yeah. Wii U was something. Well, but with, yeah, what was the it? the ahead. platform sales have been declining since you know the there's what four or five years now since there's been a brand new platform for exactly, Xbox yeah. or PS. Well, PS3 and and uh, Xbox 360 are getting really long in the tooth. Uh, on the other hand, uh, let me see: Halo 4, Far Cry 3, and uh, what was it uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Borderlands 2? All came out within the last three weeks. And and I was going to say in early November, it was the Call of Duty, it was Battlefront. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of content. Matter of fact, this week. I think there were five games like Skyrim and Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, along with Far Cry 3 releasing, that all got major content expansions. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how all that pans out. Uh, it will be. It's a, Well, you know, the Xbox and, and, and the PS3 and the Wii have become, they're the digital hub in the living room. Right. Uh, they did really well when they moved, you know, the Netflix and the Hulus and all that stuff onto there. And Microsoft in particular, I God knows why they're getting away with this. But you have to spend 60 bucks a year to get Xbox Live to watch Netflix through your Xbox. Which I, 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 I understand that there's, there's a whole other feature set with Xbox Live. But the fact that you have to pay an extra $60 to watch Netflix, I'm like, really? Well- but well, I, I can understand it's a great from your perspective stream. of being a non-gamer, having a you know, ra- you know, frothing gamer in my household. Uh, it's an irrelevancy to my you know to my situation um, because he's already on all the live stuff. Y- yes, exactly. Which is why and I think that's the whole basis for their you know for their community situations. People are already there. So Netflix was a you know was a toss away freebie for them for yes. something they were already subscribing to. Yes, but what you're going to do is you're going to if you're trying to be the digital hub of the living room, you're going to lose the the long end of the tail. Is my opinion on that. But I digress. I was going to say yeah, we could go yeah. on to this in a different t- in a different time. Suffice <laughs> to say, it's a big quarter for the for the electronics industry, a big time for them. But it's all software driven because all the platforms are now you know four or five years old, mm-hmm. uh, except for the Wii U, which. I, I don't think is it's gonna... not having the Wii impact. That's for sure. No, the Wii blew everybody away. Uh, yeah, the Wii U including is... them. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. And the 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 new one is like okay, so it's a Wii, but it's a handheld game. Well, I don't. Okay, who wants a handheld game when you've got an iPod or yeah. an iPhone uh, or a smartphone? I, I th- in fact, I, I uh, the PS3 Vita I think came out this year, right? Yeah, yeah. A- another one. I just wanted to go why. 
but that's just me. Uh, I digress a lot because we don't normally talk about the electronics uh, side no, of the industry that much. No, not much word at all for them. No, no. But it is uh, worth noting, by the way, before we move on, one of my all-time favorite electronic games uh, was... Battleship? Si- no. <laughs> City of Heroes went dark for the last time at midnight Pacific time, November 30th. Now, I don't know if anyone out there's played it, but in, in terms of superhero games that were, you know, multiplayer online, it was the bomb. It was the first, it was the best, it was a great game in its heyday. And they, uh, they went to a free model as the, you know, later on, and they couldn't quite, uh, make enough to make the ends meet. So they, they went dark November 30th, but, God bless them. City Heroes, one of my absolute favorite MMOs. It, it's, uh, the, I actually let my kids stay up till 3.30 in the morning, uh, because it was, right, we're in Eastern time. So my kids who have grown up playing City of Heroes, uh, were logged in when the servers finally went dark at three o'clock in the morning Eastern time. It was very moving. My daughter cried. So. You know, I, I can appreciate that. It's a, it's a traumatic effect. But you know, that's the, um, it's that kind of content. Right. The super superheroes are are a it's it's that intellectual property transfer from our industry to the electronics industry. Well, and superheroes, most obviously to the movie industry um, that, you know, that's what that's I'm, I'm fascinated by that. And it's interesting because all those licenses, I don't see a lot of license generation going on elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's almost like the the pen and paper board game industry has become everyone's you know it's it's their creative pond you know they can right. get well it's it's small enough that if something fails and it nobody cares and if it's big enough well then that, that can be interesting yeah and you know we we should actually do a show segment on that at some point hmm. he says cunningly yeah, yeah okay <laughs> point noted that said we do have uh one news item i wanted to talk about this week and that was the games workshop lawsuit so uh, first, I have to play our amazing lawyer's theme song, uh, w- which was provided by one of our listeners, Mr. Dan Glovier. So hold on. Ready? Lawyers, guns, and paper money. Hi, Kiva! I think Dan was really, really drunk when he recorded that, but I thank him for that every time we have to do a, a legal segment on the show. That's never. Uh, Yes, exactly. What's going on is uh, Games Workshop, always our, our, our good friends in, in uh, sending out cease and desist letters and other things, uh, is suing uh, Chapter House Studios. Now, Chapter House sells ex- parts and accessories that are compatible with Games Workshop's Warhammer and, and Warhammer 40K. Games Workshop uh, didn't like that, and so they have taken them to court. Now, the real question, in fact, I think... The, the real question, here's, here's the thing. They're, they're compatible with, they're not using logos, they're not the same. And their argument is basically, if this is legal for the automobile industry, right, for a third party to make a fender for a car as a replacement, why is it not legal uh, in, the, in the plastic army industry? And so the, the judges have asked, uh, excuse me, they asked Games Workshop to go out and find specific uh, you know, instances where they're violating this stuff and things like that. I think Games Workshop is going to lose this one. Uh, now, Rhett, you're saying you were. Well, I think this. Take I think this has a a huge impact if if mm-hmm. they go to trial over it 
and there's a finding on it because you know if they make, if they make happy without it it doesn't matter from everybody else's standpoint but if it goes to trial whichever way it's decided will have a huge impact for one it will mean that you know games workshop all these people who do this type of product will advertise it you know it will now say here is an add-on piece for your rhino you know your games workshop rhino vehicle here is it for a you know, a Tau mm-hmm. tank, et cetera, et cetera. They will be very specific, which they can't be re- previously. Once this happens, secondary market, once this decision comes through and says they're not violating anything, then they'll be able to advertise that. More important is if they lose, that will be precedence. Mm-hmm. And right. it will mean things like, you know, the auto industry can go back and, as you say, um, go after the people who make parts or custom yes. parts you know that was, a big, that was your, a big deal how to change your volkswagen into a ferrari um yes there was a big you know, deal lawsuit and then it's going to be a huge precedence yeah. if they said it well i'm surprised by this because i want to like i said 10 or 15 years ago this was in the courts the automobile manufacturers were taking the third party uh auto body people to court because they wanted you to buy a ford fender for your ford car Right. Uh, when you got in an accident and the, somehow and uh, this was ruled as being OK, this is not copyright infringement for you to make a fender that looks just like a Ford fender, I guess, provided as long as you didn't sell it as a Ford, you know, a whole Ford. Uh, and I'm not saying Ford was doing the lawsuit. And I apologize. I, I can't remember, like I said, a long time ago. But again, if that does, if that applies to the plastic army man industry, as we're talking about, you're right. The manufacturers will go back and take a look at this. I think this is very interesting in the era, especially in the era where intellectual property rights have swung so far in favor of the copyright holder. Absolutely. Of the rights Well, and I mean, this is going to not just impact Games Workshop, but this is going to impact a lot of other companies. Um, people who want to make meeples for all the wooden, yes. wooden piece Euro games are going to be able to say, you know, these are pieces specifically for you know your Catan, your your settlers of Catan, your um agricola um etc exactly. etc yes you know they're going to be able to spell it out that that's what they're intended for correct and and it will be interesting to see again how all this plays out uh but that is uh like i said i i haven't seen anything i knew on it the purple pawn had a had a story on it with some links to the court documents um uh, a few a few weeks ago, this was uh, dated uh, twenty one November, uh, and Sam Mercer, by the way, posted this. And like I said, he he totally geeked out on the uh, on the on the on the law side of it. And I read through all the stuff. I I don't want to go there. It's the holiday season. I have better things to do. Uh, but it's all up on the Purple Pond. Uh, so go and take a look at it. Uh, and again, we think that's uh, that's something worth noting because of the impact. Uh, now, Rhett, this week we're not going to do any commentary because we're trying to do a short show. And if, what are the odds? I think we're already closing in on 30 minutes. Yeah, um, I think we're actually better than that. But in yeah. any case, I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have... Yes, we have a slew of shows coming up. We're hoping to do yes, a, a number of shows for the end of the year. That's right. Um, we'll, we'll do our we'll do a traditional Christmas show. We'll do our traditional end-of-year wrap-up show. And we will do our prediction show so it's gonna be a lot of a lot of uh shows. hearing from us all of a sudden from 
from being very quiet to suddenly like crickets in spring. That's uh, pretty much it. Uh, like I said, we have on the order of three to four shows coming out, uh, including this one. Uh, between now and the end of January. So really, lots of lots of stuff coming up. We're going to be busy uh, making shows again, and we hope you guys are going to tune in again. Uh, drop us email, email at papermoney at purplepawn.com. Uh, you can leave us a Skype message at Paper Money Podcast, or you can uh, check out our RSS feed at purplepawn.com slash category slash papermoney slash feed. I think that's a wrap, Red. I'm happy I, to be back. I, I think I think we've covered it. Except uh, I again want to say a uh, big thank you to all those people who came up to me at BGG Con and you know mentioned the fact that they'd heard me and uh, you know they'd missed us. So here you go. <laughs> that's right. We're we're back. And again, I was I, I was kind of disappointed that you said that people recognized your voice. I was like, oh. Well, know. they might have recognized your voice. Only you weren't at the show for them to hear it. All right, well, point taken. I was still jealous. That's all there is to it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, it, have it's a, interesting yeah. to have fans, and that, then thank you all, all of you out there who are our fans. That's right, that's right. Better to have fans than enemies. So, folks, have a merry Christmas, and we'll be in touch soon.